You're about to listen to a true story told live because this is True Stories Live. Brought to you by LJ Hope Productions, Norwich Arts Centre and me, Molly Naylor. Lovely to be here again. Thank you for letting me come back, Lucy. My name is Jamie. I come here, well, I've been coming here every summer. Summer? Summer, I meant to say. Summer. As a, a season I just made up. Every summer for about 15 years. And um, when I'm here, I stay up at the university, which I, I love. And I usually walk into town and back most days. And it was during one of these trips that I encountered the frog in this story. You see, because it was, was just sitting there, just sitting there on the pavement, minding its own business. Ooh. So I, I, I bent down to say hello, give him a little friendly poke. But the frog didn't jump. And I looked again and and thought, actually, this is a very strange place for a frog to be right in the middle of the pavement. It was a hot, sunny day, and it wasn't in the shade. Direct sunlight. Maybe, maybe he was stranded. You know, maybe he was in a bad way, so I had to, you know, second opinion, right? Absolutely nothing. Very disappointing. Very disappointing. So I continued on my way back to the university, lamenting this frog encounter. And I suppose just at that moment where the memories of this frog may have been lost forever, I stopped because I noticed something I'd never noticed before. It's this house, and it's on the, the, the avenues. Do you know that street? And does anyone live on the avenues? No. Do you mean you live in the avenues or just, yes, some people do live in the avenues, but they're not here tonight? <laughs> whatever, whatever, whatever. I like that. So, yes, um, yes, a house in the avenue, perhaps you know it, perhaps it's your house. It has something I'd never noticed before. Despite having walked past this house hundreds of times, I'd never noticed that in the corner it has a little pond, a little concrete and cement thing, you know, and, uh, you know, little garden gnomes, flanked by garden gnomes, one at each side, a little fountain throwing a, a finger of water up to the, the, it was a little bit kitsch. I don't want to be mean, but it, I think you would probably agree with me that it was a little bit kitsch, looking around the, the room at what kind of people you are. I'm not saying you would say it in a bad way, I'm just saying you might describe it as a little bit kitsch, but coming from a good place. You are those sort of people, aren't you? <laughs> like me, yeah? So, so the best thing of all about this pond is it had some plastic lily pods. I was going to say lily pods. Lily pads. <laughs> lily pods and Sumner. Lily pads. And so plastic lily pads, something clicked. Now, I'm not the sort of person that believes that something's happened for a reason. Are you? You are, aren't you? Are you the kind of people that believe in fate? Yeah, you are, right? Most of you. I'm not that person. I think we're creatures of semantics. We, we make our own meaning from random chaos and stuff like that. That's just me, though. But on that day, at that moment, the universe spoke to me. 
it said, Jamie, that's my name, dead or alive, that frog has to go in this pond. <laughs> this was quite an inconvenience because I wanted to get back to the university. I was tired, hungry. But when the universe speaks to you, you have to, you have to act. Am I right? So I turned around, started to walk against the tide, back to the frog. And I tell you what, it, it took me some time to find him, you know? Um, it's more difficult to find a frog than you might think. <laughs> but he was still there. And I keep saying he, I'm trying to say it, but I can't stop going to this kind of he. I don't know why. It might have been a she. Just keep your open mind despite what I'm telling you. This is the narrative I'm creating, but it might have been a she. It might have been, a, I don't know, in between. I have no idea what this frog was, but that's the story I'm making. And he was still there, and so I looked for a crisp packet or a, a pizza box, something, something to scoop him up. But this was unfortunately the posh part of the avenues. The... <laughs> <laughs> And they were, they were, there was a, it was a litter-free week, as it was so often is in the posh part of the avenues. And so I wasn't completely into this, but I had to bend down and scoop, scoop the frog up with my bare hands. And there I am, cradling a frog, going back to the house with the pond on the avenues. He looked a little bit, he looked a bit sad. But then something happened. Frog found life. <laughs> Were you not expecting that? Plastic. plastic frog. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, you know, my instinct was to put him back down, but I, I was I was too invested in this operation. So, I um I, I cupped my hands tight, you know, and this little this little frog, he 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 she he started to like move inside and, and kick, and and some a little bit of strength, you know. At one moment he poked his nose out through this gap, and I'm going, no frog, you're going in the pond, and that's that. Stop. Stop trying to swim against the tide, frog. I actually said that. Those were my very words. I remember thinking, if I ever get invited to do a storytelling event where that's the theme, this is, this is going to be a perfect story to tell. So, so, and, I, and I started wondering, do, do frogs bite? I've got no idea. Can frogs bite? And I don't know. And this started to like play in my mind. It was a bit of an ordeal for me. And the frog, I guess, if we're going to be fair here. So I thought, i got to run. i got to get to that, that pond fast. So I'm starting to running along the avenues, getting faster and faster, the frog wriggling stronger and stronger. Got to the house with the pond after two or three minutes. So tired, knackered I was, both of us actually. And uh, I opened the door with my foot, walked into the garden, walked over to the pond in the corner and released. And I tell you what, the, the, that was possibly in my life the most, the most satisfying plop I've ever heard and you have to believe me when I tell you I have experienced some very satisfying <laughs> plops in my life didn't want to stay around I didn't I didn't I didn't want to get I don't want to get, I didn't get want to get caught by the owners so I made a quick exit continued on my way back to the university and I'll, I'll be I'll, I'll admit to you I I was feeling kind of pleased with myself you know 
a sort of good Samaritan that specializes in frogs, you know, and I had a little smile on my face. <laughs> Man saves frog. But, you know, the kind of weather started to change my mind, and I started to think, actually, did I, did I actually do that for the frog, or did I do it for myself? And if, if, you know, if I did it for the frog, well, how did I know it was the right thing to do, you know? Well, I mean, maybe the frog was just sunbathing, an afternoon siesta, uh, you know? Maybe, 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 maybe it was actually, it was fine, or maybe not, maybe it was... Maybe it was, you know that point that we'll all reach one day where you have to make peace with that transition that you're going to have to go into. Death, I'm talking death here. You know, and you have to make peace and you have to let yourself go and move into that next stage of whatever it is that awaits us. Maybe that frog had just been fighting, fighting and going, ah, I'm just going to let go. I'm just going to let go right now. And then comes on this big idiot from Scotland. I'll save you, frog. It was God. Damn it! Maybe, you know, we just don't know. Or maybe it was suffering, and maybe I prolonged its pain. I, I just happened. And then I thought about that time when I was a, a Cub Scout. Anyone, anyone here a Cub Scout? And I was going, we went for a, a hike through the woods, and we came across this small furry kind of rabbit-like creature, and uh, it was probably a rabbit, actually. And, it, and, and, it, and our, our Cub Master, it was in pain. It was pain. It was on the floor. And our Cub Master demonstrated the importance of, you know, being cruel to be kind and showed us the best way to put an animal like that out of his misery. And it was awful. But then I went home and thinking, how did we know it hadn't just, like, stubbed its toe? <laughs> you know, hopping through the woods, stubbed its little paw in a tree. Oh, God then we appear 20 cubs. I don't know. It's, well, who's to say what's right? And what, what if the frog in my story, what if it hadn't been a frog? What if it had been a squirrel? Exactly. What if it had been a rabbit? What if it had been a moribund rat? I probably wouldn't have put it in the pond. Could have put it through the letterbox, I suppose. But um, now that would have been the end of this story. Maybe it should have been the end of this story, but um, I've not actually been in Norwich since 2019 because of the, the pandemic. Um, and so during my, my trips between here and the university, I've been looking out for that house with the pond and something very strange. The pond is no longer there. And it's been driving me a little bit crazy. I've been questioning my sanity, in fact. Um, but there is one house about halfway up the avenues which does have a sort of pond-shaped structure. And I, I, I considered that was the house. Maybe the pond has been filled in. And, and two weeks ago, I was walking past that house, and there was this elderly woman. She was crouched down. She was doing some gardening. And I, I stopped, and I said, excuse me. And she looked up, and she was quite startled, and I don't know what she thought I was there for, or what I was going to ask her, but I, saw, I didn't mean to disturb you, just, was there a pond over there in your, your garden, in the corner there? And suddenly she completely relaxed, and her eyes lit up, and she said, yes, there was, it was my husband's pond, it was his pride and joy. He loved that pond so much, he spent time on it, he used to look after it, you know, and he loved it, but... but a couple of years ago, he passed away, and I tried my best to look after the pond and to maintain it, but it's just too much work, too much time, and a lot of expense as well to, to maintain a pond like that. And so, sadly, I had to have it filled in, and that was what we were looking at, and it was very, very sad. And I, and I said to her, you know, you know what's 
a few years ago, um, I rescued a frog. <laughs> and I put it in your pond. <laughs> and she said, you, you gave us the, the, that, that frog? Oh my, we always wanted to know where that frog came. We, that frog brought us joy and happiness. It brought joy to my husband during the last few stages. She, she didn't say that. She didn't say that. <laughs> I, I was, but I was hoping that she might have said something along those lines. But what she, what she did say, what she did say, she said, um, Ah, frog, you put the frog in the pond. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Fish probably ate it. (laughs) Thank you very much. Thank you, Lucy. True Stories Live is a story show and story finding project brought to you by LJ Hope Productions, Norwich Arts Centre and me, Molly Naylor. For more information about all of the work that we do, head to our website, truestorieslive.co.uk. We're super grateful to be supported by Arts Council England, Norfolk County Council and Writer Centre Norwich. <laughs>